Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV... This is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're kicking off a week of spine-chilling shows with a look at a monster fog that wreaked havoc on the Jersey Turnpike. Most of the stories this week will be spooky rather than scary, but this one does contain descriptions of fatal car crashes and may be upsetting for some listeners. The day was October 24th, 1973. A mix of fog and smoke blanketed the New Jersey Turnpike, setting off a chain of deadly collisions. That night, on one of the most heavily traveled roads in the nation, visibility was near zero. The low-lying fog was hard enough to navigate, but when it combined with smoke from a smoldering dump fire one mile from the turnpike, drivers didn't stand a chance. A total of 65 vehicles crashed into each other in the fog. Dozens of passenger cars, along with tractor trailers, tanker trucks, delivery vans, and even a bus. The roadway was littered with broken glass, flaming tires, and burning pools of gasoline. By the time the road was closed and the fog finally lifted, nine people had been killed and more than 40 others were badly injured. Since its opening in 1951, the New Jersey Turnpike had become a vital nerve for the country, connecting New England and New York with Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and points further south. 
By the early 1970s, the Turnpike had cemented its place as one of America's busiest roads, but was still considered one of its safest as well. That reputation changed for the worse in 1973. The trouble began shortly before midnight on October 23rd, when clouds of heavy fog suddenly swept across two different sections of the toll road. The New Jersey Turnpike had been plagued by fog before, and on the worst of occasions, large fans and heaters had been brought in to disperse it, though mostly unsuccessfully. However, the fog that evening was particularly stubborn. Instead of blowing by, it sank onto the road and hung there. Many witnesses reported the fog had seemed especially dense that night, with one survivor calling it, quote, as thick as a brick wall. The National Weather Service later confirmed these suspicions, explaining that smoke particles from a nearby dump fire had combined with the fog and made it exceptionally heavy. Despite the best efforts of firefighters, the fire in question had been burning in the Hackensack Meadowlands dumping grounds for the past 10 days. On its own, the smoldering fire wouldn't have caused such low visibility on the turnpike, and the fog alone probably wouldn't have either. But together, they made it impossible to see more than a few inches in any direction. The first of four fatal crashes was reported just as the fog rolled in, but state police decided not to close the roadway. Instead, they reduced the speed from 60 miles per hour to 45 a change that was posted instantly with the touch of a button. At the time, police didn't consider that the fog might be affecting other areas of the toll road, but they found out for certain soon enough. The largest crash occurred at 2 a.m. at milepost 110, when a line of tractor trailers and a few cars plunged into a blanket of smog one after another. In a matter of seconds, 25 vehicles had collided and six people were killed. To make matters worse, the crashes scattered burning cargo all over the road, and other cars kept driving right into it because they couldn't see the flames through the fog. Meanwhile, just a quarter mile ahead in the same northbound lanes, two trucks and one car crash into each other, causing yet another death. 45 minutes later, police finally ordered a total shutdown of all 12 lanes on both the east and west segments of the turnpike. This measure prevented more cars from entering those areas through the toll gates, but it did nothing to clear the traffic already on the road. That enabled the final fatal car crash, which took place at 3 a.m. after the shutdown had already commenced. Police spent the rest of the morning clearing away wreckage and searching for survivors, but the heavy fog made those tasks nearly impossible. Thomas Arnold of the Rutherford Police recounted the ordeal, saying, quote, we had so much fog, we couldn't even find the accidents. We knew they were out there, but couldn't even find them. We're used to some bad accidents in the area, but all have said they've never seen anything like it. Unfortunately, the nightmare wasn't over just yet. One day later, on the morning of October 25th, lingering patches of smog caused yet another fatal accident. In response, the state increased its efforts to fully extinguish the Meadowlands blaze, hoping to prevent more monster fog from forming. Thankfully, highway authorities acknowledged the need to react faster and more decisively should those efforts fail. The lesson of that horrific night and early morning was clear. When visibility is effectively zero, then roadways must be closed as soon as possible. 
because maintaining the flow of traffic should never outweigh the protection of the people behind the wheel. The tragedy of Jersey's killer fog is just how many lives had to be lost in order for such an obvious lesson to be learned. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. Or if you prefer a more direct approach, you can drop me a line anytime at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another scary day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wounded. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.